everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, Wednesday was a special day in the Major Leagues because there was a perfect game. Domingo Herman threw Major League Baseball's first perfect game since 2012. It's been a long time. It's been over a decade since we've seen a perfect game in the Major Leagues. Well, well, since we saw a perfect game, let me say that because Domingo Herman threw it against the Oakland Athletics on June 28th, 2023. It had been a long time. So in that time span, there were 31 individual no-hitters, nine combined no-hitters. And that just underscores just how rare a perfect game is in baseball. And then at 9, 10 p.m. Pacific time, at the Oakland Coliseum, Yankees right-hander Domingo Herman completed the 24th perfect game in Major League history. He struck out nine Athletics batters through 99 pitches to complete the feat in a Yankees 11-0 victory. So it was a very historic night. The last time we saw a perfect game was King Felix on August 15, 2012 in Seattle. Felix Hernandez did it. We haven't seen one ever since. Then. We've seen many close ones. Many close ones, but no, it, it, to be perfect, you have to be perfect, as they say. No runner reached first base. means your defense was behind you. means you were on on point all game long. No walks, no hit batsmen, no errors, nothing. That is what a perfect game means. So, yeah, it had been a really long drought there, you know, and I'm glad that it, it was a uh, full house. On hand to see it in Oakland. No, I'm just kidding. It was a very, very empty stadium out there in Oakland. So most people were watching this on TV. You know, that's just been the that's been the theme in Oakland this year. But nonetheless, it was amazing. You know, doing it on the road is is cool. It doesn't matter where you are, where you are. I mean, if you throw a perfect game, you throw a perfect game. That is unbelievable. So 27 up, 27 down. Domingo Herman is the talk of town right now everywhere in baseball. That is that is a feat we haven't seen in over a decade. I'm just going to keep saying that. It's been a long time. So jumping into other games, we're going to go out to the opposite coast, the New York Mets. New York Mets hosted the Brewers, and they lost by a score of 5-2. The story right now surrounding the Brewers is that Christian Yelich has quickly bounced himself back into all-star form. So his last All-Star game was in 2019. That was the year he was NL MVP runner-up and honestly would have won it had he not been injured the last month of the season. But, um, I mean, if you follow the Braves in any capacity since then, you you would know what came next. A knee injury, a mega contract, and then really nothing inspiring from Christian Yelich the past few years. But now he looks like he's bounced back. I mean, so Christian Yelich... This has quietly put up a very, very good season. He tallied three more hits in Wednesday night's 5-2 win over the Mets at City Field. And he capped it by a game-breaking two-out, two-run single in the eighth inning, which gave the Brewers their eighth victory in the past 12 games. So now, a trip to the Midsummer Classic seems like a possibility for him all of a sudden. You know, the video, uh, sorry, the, the numbers he put up for two years were video game numbers, which is what Wade Miley said, you know. Because he was Yelich's teammate in 2018. And then now a teammate again after Wade Miley's been around a bit. But if we look at how hot he's been recently, this is how you get all-star votes. Is obviously, you have a strong first half. We have a strong month of June. And 
you know, month of June, really, that, that'll push you. Over his past 20 games, Yelich is 27 for 76. That's a 355 average. With 12 extra base hits, 12 walks, 11 RBIs. He has two and a half wins above replacement, which is sixth best among adult outfielders. He's got a 121 weighted runs created plus that ranks him 13th among NL outfielders. And he's in the 95th percentile in average exit velo and 96th percentile for hard hit percentage. So he's squaring the ball up. He's looking really good. He's looking like himself from a few years back. So very, very good chance you'll see Yelich in the midsummer classic if you know if things go well, at least as a um as a replacement. But we'll see. I mean, I say that, and then <laughs> you know we could we could hear something else because we we all know how all star voting can be. But yeah, so Brewers win that game over the Mets. Devin Williams earned his fifteenth save of the season. Kodai Senga was on the mound. He's been really good too. So for a rookie, uh, he's given the Mets everything they could have hoped for. So he went five innings with two earned runs. You know, on the year, he's got a 3.53 ERA, and he's eating up innings. He's got 81 innings pitched. So that's what that's everything the Mets could have hoped for, quite honestly. So in other news, in other news, let's head out to Toronto. So in Toronto, the Blue Jays hosted the Giants. They won by a score of 6-1. See, the Blue Jays are 44 and 37, having a very strong year. But at the end of the day, they're only fourth in the AL East. That is what happens when you play in a very tough division. So right now, if you look at if you look at the Blue Jays rotation, they obviously sent down Alec Manoa to the Florida Complex League down in Dunedin, Florida. So they turned to reliever Trevor Richards, you know, to fill in the gap there in their rotation. He has filled in nicely i mean he nailed the assignment again in a 6-1 win over the giants on wednesday night he gave the blue jays three scoreless innings before handing the ball off to Bowden francis and some friends but i mean that's that's getting the job done i mean he opened with 10 swings and misses in the first inning alone which joins just three other players as the only pitchers in the majors to reach that number in a single inning hunter green andrew haney and mackenzie gore so, in the short term, you know, the Blue Jays felt this was their best approach when Manoa was sent down, just have a middle reliever eat up some innings as kind of a bulk opener, you know, going three innings, maybe maybe four. But, um, you know, it's not ideal. So, they're probably going to go trade for an arm. That's probably what you're going to see. So, nonetheless, they win this game. They beat the Giants 6-1. So, that's, that's a story coming out of Toronto. I just wanted to check on that you know once in a while i gotta check on the teams that don't necessarily get all the press if we go to st louis the houston astros beat the cardinals by a score of 10-7 so in this one jose altuve hit a go-ahead home run which you know which was big but it, obviously an offensive game offense was it was all over the place in this game not so much for pitching but when you have a 10-7 a 10-7 score i mean you look at the box score and you see okay well Look up and down. Each lineup hits all over the place for for the Cardinals. You know, Gold Goldschmidt was the guy there, three for five with a home run. Arenado also homered in this game. You know, Arenado has turned things around after a slow start to the year, and you knew that was going to happen. He was not going to be struggling the whole way. 
he his numbers are back to where they should be. He's one for three with three RBIs on a home run here. But now his numbers on season, he's got 16 home runs, a 273 average, and 806 OPS, right exactly where you expected him to be. On the Astros side, like I said, offense was was all over. You know, Altuve two for three with three RBIs. Kyle Tucker three for five. Jose Brady two for four with three RBIs here. So that's what you get when you, yeah, when you have a healthy lineup there in Houston. Those guys are looking looking good offensively. They're still in second place though in the AOS. They're trailing the Texas Rangers and. We know the Rangers are legit this year. At this point in the season, you know we are we are almost halfway through the season, just a couple games away from the halfway mark. And now we see the Rangers are first in the the AL West. AL West. So speaking of the Rangers, they beat they beat up on the Tigers on Wednesday. Score of ten two. Final score. Dane Dunning threw well. The offense looked good. Corey Seager doubled. Ezekiel Duran homered. I mean that. That lineup is just is as tough as nails from top to bottom. Adolis Garcia, Josh Young. So Garcia, three for five with three RBIs. He's got an 850 OPS. Josh Young, two for five, two RBIs. He's got an 814 OPS. I mean, if you look at just the OPS column of the Rangers lineup from top to bottom, you see no weak spots. All their starters, all their starters are just tearing the cover off the ball. I mean, all but one starter in this game had an OPS of 800 plus entering the game. The only person who didn't was Mitch Garver, who has a 744 OPS. So eight of their nine players had at least 800 OPS entering this game. And only one had something lower and it was 744. I mean, that is, that's lethal. That's how you end up having the best run differential in baseball, like the Texas Rangers. But that's going to do for today, folks. We'll stop it right there. Uh, shout out to Domingo Herman for allowing us to say something we haven't said in over a decade. It's been 11 years since the last perfect game. So that's the one we saw June 28, 2023. Remember where you were. Remember who summarized it for you the very following morning. That's, of course, Baseball Connection. So if you enjoyed this, be sure with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.